0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Wrestling with the Week, an awesome bomb that takes the best of the last seven days and drops it right on its head. I'm your host, James Willems, joined, as always, by the face of the revolution, Scorpio Sky. James I got
0: a question I got a statement for you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what's up (sighs) what a week
1: I guess I had never thought about how that is a statement before but you're right yeah you don't need a question mark at the end you're just telling me that it was a it was what a week it was yeah that makes sense
0: yeah, well, I don't know why I said a question actually uh, yeah
1: for I think in
0: that moment I realized mm-hmm. yeah, this isn't a question. this is it's a not state. a question.
1: And especially when you think about what we're we'll talking about on this week's show there is no question that this is going to be a great episode we're going to be talking about what's to come on dynamite we're going to make some dynamite predictions because as you know dynamite's been airing on friday a little bit past so we want to make sure that we are squeaky clean and and uh, shiny and new when we got the new dynamite coming up on friday night we also have of course what it do baby we're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff that happened in the last seven days some things that we've been touching on leading up to this uh, that we're going to get our reactions to. We also had uh, Brad Williams on the show, an amazing stand up comedian, uh, a great actor and a huge wrestling fan to chat with us about all kinds of stuff. And last but not least, we are premiering yet another new game. Yet another new game. I'm really excited about it. So the show is packed. Sky, let's check in with you. How are you doing? man
0: i am good uh a little shot of Eric, Sarah. <laughs> uh, i
1: love it <laughs> eric's always watching he's always in the wings he's
0: always in the wings watching I love it. anyways i i'm good i've got my Nespresso coffee which means mm-hmm. i am home mm-hmm. much needed I, I was on the we, uh on the road for two or three weeks so it's good mm-hmm. to finally get home and relax a little bit play some 2k And, uh, you know, some big things going on in Dynamite with us as you've
1: been following, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, I have been following. I was going to ask, so what's the, what's kind of the situation here? Obviously, things aren't done with Darby, right?
0: Well, you know, all we want is Darby to stand on his own two feet. Like, Mm -hmm. stop letting, you know, Sting do all the heavy lifting for him, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we're just giving him an opportunity to find somebody else. Mm-hmm. And step up to the plate, man, and let's and let's prove yourself. Prove yourself. If you're really mm-hmm. the man, if you were the face of TNT for all those time all that time, you know, prove it.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah. Prove it. I, I think that's really that's really I think brave of both of you. Cause like there's there's situations where you could you could just, you know completely write him off not you've already you just not even give him another opportunity or anything like that you just write him off move on to bigger better things it feels like this is really used like saying like listen you don't have to stand in the shadow of this legend you can step out and we're going to give you an opportunity to show that with someone else right so I'm, I'm really excited to see who he picks and i i mean knowing him it'll probably be some other legend who storied yeah what's up sky yeah i'm i'm the only thing i want to say is
0: this and and because people will might they might not understand is -hmm. what we're we're giving him an opportunity Mm -hmm. you know steve kerr has nba championships but his are not equal to michael jordan you Mm -hmm. know there's there's carrying the team like sting and there's going along for the ride and maybe mm-hmm. hitting a, a good shot here and there like steve Kerr or darby so now mm-hmm. we're just saying uh, go off on your own man yeah. win your championship you know without being a, a role player on the team we want to mm-hmm. see darby if you can be a headliner on the team so that's the opportunity mm-hmm. we're giving him it would actually i think we're doing him a favor he's only going right. to up his stock just find yourself a new partner
1: I would agree. And I think that's, again, very big of you. And it's, a you know, because you're obviously the face of the revolution. And so, like, to have an opportunity against you is already a thing. And so, an opportunity to step out of that shadow, it's huge. It's huge. And I'm excited to see who he picks. Because, you know, just just out of curiosity, it's just, I'm excited. Sometimes I'm excited to see who you're going to get to beat. You know?
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's always fun to see who we get to beat. Uh, You know, we win a lot. Mm-hmm. and so yeah. uh i'm not too nervous about who he can choose he can choose anybody man he can choose mm-hmm. jeff farmer you know mm-hmm. google it see who that is uh you know he can choose <laughs> you know glacier you know there's oh, a lot of uh, you know, glacier oh, kind of cool
1: you know? hold on uh, hold on but, listen if you are if we wait, listen if we're trying to get him out to step out of the shadow of legends and you're asking true. him to bring on glacier that's fair yeah
0: you know. fair you're right you're right you're right we wanted to do the work himself so i'm excited to see you know we're going to tune into dynamite tomorrow and uh hopefully he'll reveal who his uh whose partner is going to be and uh i mean it's not going to matter anyway they're going to
1: get beat up which yeah
0: what i what i call it an ass kicking match a couple months ago it's going to be another
1: ass kick oh my gosh okay well we're just gonna have to make it a themed match now at this point uh speaking of dynamite coming up tomorrow we eric you want to come on here and we want to because we're not gonna we're not gonna hot tag last week's dynamite but i think we can hot tag some of our predictions for what's to come on this week's dynamite um because this podcast come on this podcast is living on the edge and it wouldn't be on the edge if we're talking about last week so we're gonna talk about next week
2: let's get hot tag See? That's all you have to do. You just have to call for it. You have to be sure. You just today. have to say the Here's thing, the thing. Of it loud. Got it. Here's yeah, the cool. thing. When people ask me what this podcast is, I'm gonna say we're the podcast that likens Darby Allen to Steve Kerr. And if you like if you think that is on the man where are you going ma'am ma'am this is the show for you <laughs> Also, Sir, this is a bank <laughs> we also we also give the big shouts out to glacier that's cool i think you should get ernest mm-hmm. the cat miller but that's just me anyway guys wow. somebody
0: wow. out there somebody out there wow. please take a picture of steve kerr and put the darby <laughs> allen paint on that's it That's mm-hmm. please awesome! please do that and tweet us please oh do my it God. please
2: Oh, mm-hmm. that's so cool. And then he just played the guitar. I want Steve Kerr to come out to, to Darby Allen's theme music. Um, Kerr. <laughs> no one, and we don't so have cool. to say this, but do we know if Alex Wright is signed? Did you oh. see the picture? Guys, I know we have to talk about Dynamite. Alex Wright, uh-huh. shouts out, Alex Wright. Posted a picture of him working out today. He's 295 pounds. Today? He uh, posted today a picture of him working out today yeah, and wait, I just okay. happened it to pull his name out of the back of guy my brain. Is, okay. Guy is gigantic.
0: Okay, oh I, I must see this. Hold yeah, I must see it too. <laughs> looking,
2: looking huge. <laughs> anyway. Because he never guys. stopped dancing. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay, you,
0: get,
1: you get focused. After we're done with hot tag, immediately hop off this That's and what- <laughs> go
2: dig up that photo. And I'll then we'll a- bring it back later on in the show. Okay. All right. We'll find this Alex Wright pick, dude. This Alex, all about it. We got to get Alex Wright. All right, guys, we got to talk wow. about dynamite. What do we okay. do? Uh, okay. First up, Christian Cage will face Angelico with Matt Hardy in his corner. Will Christian Cage ever shake Matt Hardy? Does Angelico have what it takes to defeat Christian Cage in the squared circle?
0: Let me tag in on this one. Mm -hmm. First off, I want to say I'm really excited for this match because I think Angelico is one of the most underrated guys we have in AEW. The guy is so technically sound. He does so many things that fly under the radar that a lot of people don't get, like, because he's not out there doing like really crazy like insane highlight uh gif type stuff but he does things that are so like just technically sound and under the radar he's he's a wrestler's wrestler and i really really enjoy seeing him and obviously christian cage is is one of the best wrestlers in the world still to Mm -hmm. this day so i'm really really excited for this match in general uh and then you look at christian cage matt hardy these guys have been going at it for like 20 plus years Mm-hmm. And so, and it never gets old, you know. I mean, these guys are. Yeah, I, I don't. Will he ever shake him? I don't think so. This is always going to be a feud. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan and uh, and Isaiah Thomas are always going to dislike each other, mm-hmm. and then the same could be said about Christian Cage and Matt Hardy. A lot of basketball yeah. references today. You know, I, love I love it. The game.
1: Yeah, for sure. I, the only thing I would add to that is that it, it feels like these two are planets that can't get out of their gravitational pull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are always circling. Love it.
2: It's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a match. I'm, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. And Helico has uh, a great style that you don't see a lot of people wrestle and uh, see if Christian Cage has what it takes to uh, go toe-to-toe with him. Uh, next mm-hmm. up, uh, Hangman cannot shake Team Taz. Can Hangman and Ten, Preston Vance uh, from The Dark Order, take mm-hmm. on the sheer strength and size of Powerhouse Hobbs and Brian Cage in a tag team matchup?
1: let let me tag in on this one so here's the thing i love me some team taz Mm -hmm. but team taz isn't exactly the winningest stable in AEW. okay got a lot of talent but that talent tends to get stomped down by some other talent. I mean, for the last while, it feels like it has just been Hangman Page. And we obviously know that Hangman Page has his weird alliance with the Dark Order. Uh So I think teaming up these two guys that have a lot of momentum, a lot of drive behind them versus Brian Cage, who just suffered what he probably considers a pretty humiliating loss and powerhouse Hobbs, who always he comes this close it feels like he's always coming this close you see him walk out and you're like that is a monster and then something happens from the time the bell rings to the time the ref counts three and he loses so I don't feel like like this team Hobbs and Cage have it in them to take down the rocket ship that is Dark Order and Hangman Page combined Wow. Uh, It
0: it sounds like you are saying that Team Taz is a regular season good team. They are the Portland Trailblazers. Wow. They're very exciting (laughs) to watch. They're very interesting. But when it gets into the playoffs, when it matters, Mm -hmm. they can't get the job done. They're no Steve Kerr
1: or (laughs) something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: going to try to make
0: a basketball reference about everything we talk about. This is wild. My
2: God. All right. Moving on guys, there's mm-hmm. a big 6-man tag. The Young Bucks are grabbing Brandon Cutler. So he's got two contracts and he will be facing they will be facing the trio of Eddie Kingston, Pack and Penta El Cerro Miedo. Eddie has had a lot of issues with Pack and Penta in the past, but they're going to have to keep it together to take on the tag champs and Brandon Cutler. Do they have what it takes? Can they keep it together? Who's taking it home?
0: I've said it before. I'm going to tag in. Oh, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. The young bucks come up big in big situations. They are the best tag team I've ever seen in the wrestling business. That's not going to change. Not yesterday, today or tomorrow or next week. And when the game is on the line and there's three seconds left on the clock, I want the ball in the young bucks hands. I'm going young bucks all the way.
2: Wow. I like it, James. I mean, I think that's a great
1: cake. The only icing I would throw on top is that something, something about the Seattle Supersonics. (laughs) No, Uh, (laughs) uh, Brandon Cutler is like the Seattle Supersonics. He wears mostly green. Um, (laughs) No, Uh, I do think there's something to consider with this match, though. Do I think that the Young Bucks will lose? No, but I also think that most of their wins have come with a little bit of assistance, not to diminish how much they put into these matches and how much they, they can dominate their opponents. They always find a way to get a little bit of assistance, and a lot of times that comes from maybe someone on the edge of the ring, like a Brandon Cutler. So with him in the ring, that adds a new factor. And I do think they might have to be a little bit more concerned because we, we kind of talked about this. With John Moxley, Eddie Kingston, John Moxley alone, sure. But with Eddie Kingston, he's kind of got like, a, you know, maybe there's something there to be a little concerned about. I think mm-hmm. that you know, Brandon Cutler might lose, and then by default, the Young Bucks lose as well. Wow. So just these things to be concerned about, just uh-huh. these things to consider. I don't
2: think
1: this is the one, but uh-huh. something to consider. Yeah. yeah. Thinking, yeah. thinking, thinking. I like what you're doing. I like yeah. what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is an exciting episode. Yeah. All right. Steve Kerr impression. Uh, I'm
2: Steve Kerr. <laughs> and Steve Kerr. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Steve Kerr with the Darby Paint. Make it happen. Can't mm-hmm. I can't wait for it. It's gonna be awesome. Last yeah. thing before we gotta move on, guys, we have a whole show we have to get to. Right. Miro is defending his TNT title against the Dark Order's evil Uno. I think. Personally, I think Evil Uno is an absolutely underrated wrestler, uh, absolutely innovative, and uh, he's finally getting a shot at this TNT championship. But will he be able to stop Miro's path of destruction and take the title off that Bulgarian beast? What do you think?
1: I'm going to let me tag in on this one real quick
2: because I just think
1: Miro is on a rampage. Mm hmm. And he's been on a rampage since before he got the title it's so it's one of those things where he said this is what i'm gonna do and he did it and sometimes you'll see other other people do it like you know like the new york knicks they'll they'll win but then they'll uh i don't know maybe not care as much the next season i don't know um and so (laughs) so but miro has taken the title And continued to rampage as though he hasn't even gotten it yet he's gone through so many amazing opponents and i don't see him stopping right now i agree with you i think evil uno is great and has a lot of momentum but i think i think he may put up a fight but i don't see anyone i can't imagine anyone taking down the new york knicks i mean miro (laughs)
0: couldn't agree with you more it's a game of runs and uh miro's takeover meter is on so uh Mm I don't see this going very well for Evil Uno. I think Uno is going to go down for the Uno dose and Thres.
2: Wow. wow! Wow! I like we're a multilingual wow. podcast. I like yeah. this a lot. Yeah. Well, guys, that's bilingual. Yep. guys, Crossing that, over. that's mm-hmm. dynamite. Remember, it's on Friday this week. I'm excited. I like the Friday night dynamites, getting us ready for Rampage. is going to be a good one, James. Just before we go, can you name one player on the New York Knicks? patrick ewing (laughs) i knew you were gonna say that and i'll I'll leave you guys to the next segment i knew patrick ewing was your answer
1: (laughs) you didn't say when sky you want to take us over into the next segment
0: i sure do i got a question for you
1: yeah i can answer it is the answer patrick ewing no it isn't but the question is
2: What it do, baby.
3: Wow, you like <laughs> ran
1: away from the microphone, came back again, flew out, flew back. Man,
0: lot going on, lot going on, lot going on. James, mm-hmm. I, I, I heard that you got back in the ring?
1: Is this Yes. True? It I I am back in the ring. It's uh they were filming a live new episode of Dark Side of the Ring, and it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> And it it focuses, most of the drama focuses on how my neck feels after practicing in the ring for the first time in a while. No, yeah, I have, uh, I have, it's something I've always wanted to do. And, you know, I've wrestled one professional wrestling match against two really great wrestlers who, you know, did me a lot of favors in that match, um, but it's something that I always wanted to keep pursuing. I did for a little bit, and then it just became—it just was impossible to fit in my schedule. The travel to the to the school was too far. But I recently became aware of a uh, of a basically a. I, it was described to me as the equivalent of a bunch of old guys playing pickup basketball, only with professional wrestling. I love that not too not too far from me and uh and so i uh i was like yeah i can do this and so now I'm, I'm gonna make it a regular thing i'm i'm getting back in the ring i'm training again and uh you know maybe i'm not gonna say it but maybe i'm darby's partner maybe no
0: no 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 no, <laughs> no? Okay. i don't like it i love that reference though i love the the old guys playing basketball reference because mm-hmm. uh up until last year because of Or actually, sorry, this year because of Mm -hmm. COVID, every single New Year's Day for like the last six or seven years, a lot of my wrestling buddies we get together and we play a basketball game, and we we call it the uh, Southern, we call it the SoCal All Star Game, New Year's Mm -hmm. Day SoCal All Star Game. We all get together, and a a lot of the guys are like me, where they're so busy they only have time to play once a year. Yeah, and uh, so like it's always. You know, I said like we're gonna do this forever, you know. We're gonna do this ten years from now. We're gonna be showing up, we're gonna be like, oh, okay, like mm-hmm. breaking out the binge and wrapping up our knees and our yep. ankles and like, ah. But like we're already kind of there. We all get hurt, but I can I can definitely uh feel that reference, like the old guys playing basketball oh, yeah. a lot of time I
1: don't there. and I don't mess around. Like I I've done it enough to know where I I'm so I was like knee pads on, like elbow pad on, and then I have uh I have ankle uh I have ankle straps because I'm like, if something's going to go, it's going to be my old ankles. So, like, I'm wrapping a shoving this big, big old boot into a shoe so that way I can get everything fit in there. I was like, I'm not playing with this because, you know, even if it's just really simple, doing some rolls, doing some moves, wrestling around. I was like, so I'm going to step off the apron and just completely break my ankle. So, like, I know I know my limits. I am already one of those old guys on the basketball court who's like headband wrist guards he's got his back strap from Lowe's on or whatever you know so like <laughs> yeah i'm ready <laughs> i love that uh yeah mm-hmm. man protect
0: yourself it's it's a dangerous dangerous business mm-hmm. i want to pivot a little bit and actually give a shout out to uh matt Dillon and uh, arian andrew i was on their podcast uh, the Sipping the Tea podcast, uh, we actually recorded it a week or so ago, and it was mm-hmm. actually, it was a lot, a lot of fun. They are hilarious. They are they're mm-hmm. two absolute characters. They were really, really fun to talk to. And so just wanted to, uh, again, give a shout out to them and tell everyone to go out and check it out. We had a great conversation. Mm-hmm.
1: Moving on from that, uh, did you check out Mayweather, Logan Paul? I mean, I didn't pay for it but I did I did search the hashtag on Twitter during the course of the fight. So I followed it. I followed it the freeway. Yeah, that's probably the way to go. Um, mm-hmm. They made some money. They made yeah. their money. Uh, <laughs> I, made their I think money.
0: a lot of people were expecting something. You know, we talked about it. We talked about the rules, you know, mm-hmm. no, no official or no judges, uh, no decision at the end. So the only way you can win by knockout, um, mm-hmm. only way you can win is by knockout. And I don't know, If people thought Mayweather was going to knock him out, Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't, you know, for one, it was like, it was kind of a lose-lose situation uh, because Mm -hmm. it's like, if he knocks him out, um, you know, they're going to, Oh, he knocked, you knocked out a guy with one fight, you know? And if he doesn't Mm -hmm. knock him out, then it's like, Oh, well, you couldn't knock out a guy with one fight. But I think there was no upside to knocking him out. You know, he, this way, Logan Paul leaves with a little bit of, uh, you know, you know, with his head held high, you know, and then the sheer physical part of it—like he's too big. Mm-hmm. Mayweather is not really a knockout guy anymore. He was when he was young; he was—he had good hands and he knocked guys out pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. But uh, post thirty, Mayweather has a lot of hand problems, and so he doesn't knock out guys in his division. Um, but you know, so he's not going to knock out a guy that weighs thirty pounds more than he does and is five inches taller than he is. It doesn't even matter if that guy has no boxing or if he if he has a little bit of boxing experience mm-hmm. it's just not going to happen uh, but yeah. it was fun like I, I watched highlights i and i saw some of i saw a couple rounds they had it on backstage and i saw a couple rounds and it was interesting but um they they Made a lot of money, man. So yeah, more power to
1: them. Let me, let me ask you, because shortly after the fight ended, there was a clip going around that, that was like, oh, Mayweather actually did, he, he hit him and knocked him out. And you can see Logan Paul kind of like fall into a clinch. He's like, but he held him up. Uh, that was a clip that was going around trying to make the accusation that like, you know, it was, yeah. he was even more staged or that Mayweather did knock him out and had to like, protect him. Yeah. What do you, what is your reaction to that? The, the,
0: the, if Floyd was going to knock him out, he would, he, he, would have let him get knocked out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. He, he, he would have liked to knock him out. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I think that what it was, was uh, uh, what's his name? Logan Paul was doing a lot of clinching in the mm-hmm. fight. Uh, Which is what happens. You get hit with clean, good, I mean, he got hit with some good, clean shots and and your instinct is to do that. And Mm -hmm. so I didn't think that Mayweather like was holding him up or anything like that. I I think if he could have got him out of there, he probably would have. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it just, it was, it was an exhibition, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't a, it's not a, a 12 round heavyweight fi- or whatever fight, you know, it was an exhibition, you know? So.
1: Well, I think a big thing that also people forget because, you know, going into this, it's like, he's gonna fight, fight Floyd, May- finally, Logan Paul's gonna get punched and knocked out the way we wanna see him. It's like, I don't think you realize that these are two willing participants trying to make as much money as possible off of the sport of boxing, you know? Like, not to say that they aren't doing the sport of boxing, justice but that's not what this is this isn't rocky fighting apollo creed for everything because he has nothing these are two people who have everything who want more and they decided the best way to do that was to not invest in dogecoin and instead get paid 20 or what is it 20 or 50 million dollars right isn't i think logan made 20 floyd made 50 or something like that i think he made like 70 Well, whatever, off of like whatever you know, a cup, a one night. Like, imagine if you could make that off of just getting into the ring and kind of doing what you do anyway, but with less urgency than ever before.
0: And and here's the here's the business side of it. Don't be surprised if in the next year there's talk of a Mayweather Jake Paul fight, because Mm -hmm. Jake Paul is the more known fighter of the two because Mm -hmm. he's got more fights and he's got knockouts, and I think people can you know Floyd's smart and mm-hmm. i think he can get the public to say like oh well mayweather couldn't knock logan paul out and logan paul only has one fight jake mm-hmm. paul has three fights and three knockouts so maybe jake paul can can catch mayweather like it's, it's his whole career has been built on like oh maybe this guy can catch him maybe this mm-hmm. guy can do it maybe pacquiao can do it maybe Maidana can do it maybe mm-hmm. and then you know so don't be surprised if, if we may see at some point yeah. a jake paul floyd mayweather fight and. Everyone lays the, here. You go. Here's our, excuse me, I'm shaking. Here's our <laughs> $70. I will pay for this. And then they leave going,
1: God, ah, it got us again. I was gonna say, before you before you swipe that credit card, I don't know, do people swipe their credit cards into TV? Is that how pay-per-view works? Before you do that with your credit card, understand that the goal of the fight is for you to buy it and for it to be a piece of entertainment, not for it to be a fight. There's a ton of boxing matches that happen all over the year that are actual fights if you want to see actual fights and so if that's what you want go support those um but yeah yep 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 so uh yeah that's uh that's covered a
0: lot of stuff mm-hmm. well not a lot of stuff but we we dug into those things we added some other things to talk about but we we can we can get to those another time they're not that important oh, yeah. nobody wants to talk about how fresh i look in this adidas uh, i top. noticed I mean, everyone wants to talk about it but uh we don't need to get into that and what it do baby we got uh we got you know interviews we've got games we got stuff to get to james take us over you're right it's time for the run-in with
1: brad williams (laughs) i am super excited for our guest this week he is a stand-up comedian an actor and a huge wrestling fan brad williams thanks for being on the show
3: Oh, I'm so excited that anyone described anything that I do is huge. That doesn't really <laughs> happen a lot. So I'm cool with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, yeah. Uh, so I'm really thrilled to be here. This is one of my favorite pods uh, to listen to and watch. So I'm really I'm, – I'll try not to fanboy out too much. Of course, I'm talking about you. Not you, Sky. Who cares? But, yeah. Come for James. Come for James. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to be on the show. Excited to talk. Excited to talk wrestling and just what else. Whatever else is going to go on. Well, we're excited to have you, man. Uh, I know, like you were at Double
0: or Nothing. Uh, at one point, I fell out of the ring and I looked over and I'm like, "That ah, Brad." <laughs> <laughs> it was good to see. You. you had some good seats
3: too, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I was wondering if that was going to happen because I know you guys are obviously focused on on on, on what you're doing in the ring, but. It's got to pull your focus a little bit when you're doing a move, you, you you flip to the outside and then you just go and you do double take. Like, wait, is that a dwarf on, is that a dwarf inside? And then <laughs> like, you have to pause. Cause uh, some of you, like, I, I know some of you guys, so you have to do that. Uh, you, have, you have to do that math of like, wait, is that Brad? Is that Swoggle? Is there a different person coming in? Is there, is there going to be a run in? Uh, wait, is that Wee Man? Is is dinklage here did i get hit by a chair too hard like and so you probably have that moment not not just with me but i'm sure that happens throughout shows where especially now that we're having fans back that you kind of have that moment of you look out in the audience whether it be like oh hey that chick's kind of cute well you know like uh, i would think back to i believe it was like the
0: first jericho cruise when when i met you and uh you know i think we, we were hanging in the green room or whatever and we just got to talking and here's where I learned to watch what you say around comedian, because <laughs> I, uh, I, I already know where this
3: is going. <laughs> I, yeah,
0: like, I mentioned something about like, yeah, I mean, if I fall off this boat, I'm done. Like, and, you know, I was like, I could swim, but I don't know if I could swim that well. And, um, the next night me, Frankie and Chris, you know, and, and I'm just talking about all kinds of stuff whatever, you know, mm-hmm. throughout the conversation, just being animated. And the next night, Frankie, Chris, and I, we go to Brad's show on the cruise. And at one point during his show, he's just bringing up everything that we talked about. And he's like, he can flip off the top rope, but he can't swim. And I'm <laughs> just like, all cut, like I was dying. And and it's one of those moments where, you know, there's a lot, of, they're all wrestling fans. So they know exactly who he's talking about. And They're all looking over at you and ha, 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 like, you can't swim, you know, like it was a lot of fun. But yeah, you got to watch what you say around these guys. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I believe the line was, uh, like, you can do a springboard somersault DDT, but this this maneuver is a little too much for you. <laughs> just, just, just doing that. It's too much. It, and, it's a <laughs> and, 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 and it's not that I'm ever that guy that, like, I'm trying to uh, – I'm, I'm not trying to do that. It's just, like, some things just click in my brain, and they work. And especially being on a cruise where I'm doing multiple shows, and uh, people came to the first show and then came to the second show, and they're like, "It's going to be different, right?" And it's like, uh, no, <laughs> I didn't write a new hour in the last <laughs> it, 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 in, in the last 24 hours." So anything I could grab onto that I could talk about, and especially being on a cruise where you have so many shared experiences, um, anything that I can do. To make the show fresh and to make the show new, uh, I would do. And I just found that really funny that that Sky said he wasn't. And 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 we're not even gonna do the obvious racial factor of that. Okay, we're not <laughs> we're not doing it. We're not talking about it. That that would have been the easy joke. That would have been the easy joke. No, I I I wanted to do something a little more a little more interesting. But um, just uh, being uh, being a SoCal boy myself and you're in your guys whole thing being scu i felt like oh well i i need to be friends with these guys like we're gonna have a lot in common i actually didn't know you were
0: a socal guy <laughs> so
3: props for that yeah. yeah i didn't know i didn't know born that. born and raised in uh fullerton california which is uh i i think our most famous residents are me uh porn star Dave hayes uh and uh fender uh fender of fender guitars whoever his first name i'm all the all the (laughs) sure tom fender uh all 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 the the music marks are now screaming at (laughs) at their audio devices like it's louis fender you son of a bitch like you know they're they're all getting mad so sorry i got your 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 guy's name wrong
1: i i i think it's interesting because you mentioned how oh you have some stuff in common with uh with sky and i i'm just my observation as a third party is like both of you in your careers and like the things that you do for a living have a lot in common like stand-up comedy and professional wrestling are these two performance arts that are so contingent on having that like kinetic reactive audience to, to work with and to like f- get feedback from like immediate feedback. So how has the last year been for you? I mean, we've talked about how it's been for sky, but I'm curious how it's been in your industry.
3: It was crazy. Cause uh, that like, like a lot of industries, but yeah, my industry shut down. Clubs were gone. So, uh, but like way, anyway, uh, AEW started filming in front of just the wrestlers in a small, uh, studio in Georgia, and you're you, you guys are just doing your best. Comedy was the same thing. We figured out Zoom comedy shows. Uh, we figured out drive-in shows and things of that nature. Now, I would di- like I had these conversations with with other comics where the Zoom comedy shows they're obviously not live interaction. There, if the live full house is the is uh is uh, the heroin. The the Zoom comedy shows it, it's just it's just about to get you by just enough just just enough to get you by. It's like smoking oregano, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, smells kind of funny, uh, kind of gets you there, you know. Um, so that's what Zoom comedy shows were, and I have plenty of nightmare stories from those, whether it be. Saying a joke about sex and then literally watching a three year old like wander into someone's camera and just being like, All right, okay, I guess I have to pay for that kid's therapy later. Um, whether it be that, whether it be just people having conversations while their mic is on, because you want to have laughs, you wanna pick up laughter and you want to have that thing to play off of. So I would have a couple people turn their mics on and then you 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 flat out hear everyone and, and I would- people like talk it's gonna be just as loud as when i talk this isn't a standard comedy show and you would have people like go oh that's so true yes angela you're a slut like he was talking about like it's just and you just have to pause and go all right let's just let's just make that work um but no the the business obviously had to figure itself out drive-in shows were interesting where uh i've never been heckled by a horn (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's it's something new, but yeah. uh, and, and, and just trying to gauge reaction. Uh, but now we're coming back. Uh, I'm in Portland, Oregon, as we're doing this, and so I'm racking up those frequent flyer miles. Uh, but yeah, now that now that shows are back, it, it, it's a lot more fun. And I I don't know Sky if this happened to you, but you definitely fall in love with your business again when you have it taken away and then you have it come back like now the things that annoy me about going on the road and doing stand-up now i love and i kind of embrace because i know what it's like for that to be taken away and how the alternative is so much worse i i i don't know if that happened to you skye no i still hate the
0: business i'm a grizzled that. <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll never love it again it. No. <laughs> so uh <laughs> yeah. were you completely uh, were you completely off the road and you're just getting back on the road and you, you were doing shows from home or
3: or were you actually on the road uh, a little i bit? was i i was one of the first as far as i know i think me and another comedian named jeff die were the first comics back um i'm sure someone will write me and be like actually so and so did a show at uh the well bar in South Dakota, and it's like, okay, well, like at clubs, at, at, at clubs. Um, in May of 2020, I came back and I did a show in Oklahoma City. Uh, Jeff was at uh, Wise Guys in Salt Lake City. But yeah, we came back and I was doing about one show a month just to kinda get paid for the month and kinda like, all right, that'll cover my expenses for the month. And then I would go home. And when I was on the road during that time, oh man, like all the stuff I love about the road was taken away where I didn't get to do anything. I would literally stay in my hotel room, go downstairs, get food, take out, and uh, Mm -hmm. go back to the hotel room, not see anybody, not interact, go to the club, go from the parking lot to the green room, and then just wait there, go on stage, do my show, and they go right off stage sanitize the microphone in between every comic yeah and like and, and just all of it was gone all of it was taken away in, ter- in terms of it was just the stand-up and then the stand-up was in like clubs at 25 percent capacity and yeah it, it wasn't as good but i've only really been selling tickets for like four years so i'm not too far removed from that just being my normal sized audience. So I was fine with it. I was like, okay, we're back, we're we're back to 2015, Brad. That that's fine. And but it, it was weird to have people so spaced out. But at the same time, once you heard laughter again and you heard people uh I, I would get comments afterward from people just like, oh my God, needed that. That was my first live experience. I thought that was done. The, the the first live show that I did in Oklahoma City, I literally walked off the stage and uh, I know this isn't, you know, real masculine to say on a wrestling podcast, but I got back to the green room and I cried because I thought that my industry was done. I thought it was taken away mm-hmm. and it was like, well, I got to figure out, like, I was calling friends like, hey, you're the manager at Home Depot. Can you get me a job there? Like, I, I was literally doing that. Wow.
0: You know, one of the things that I'm curious about is throughout the year in 2020, obviously, you know, there's the pandemic, there are people getting really sick, there are people dying, um, you know, all of the social injustice and just horrible things happening in the world. Like, how did that affect your creativity? And like, how, like, and, and not only that, but the reactions from the people watching or, or listening to your comedy, like, is it harder to get laughs or do
3: people need those laughs and it's a little easier? So that, I, I'll divide that into two worlds to answer that question. On stage, uh, with a live audience, I felt like those people, and especially the ones that were out in 2020, those people craved, like, the exact opposite of what was going on. Like, they craved the stuff that you weren't supposed to talk about they craved the edgy jokes they craved that sort of thing they wanted it um so my jokes for the live show may have even been turned up a notch in terms of the content and what i was talking about and the chances i was willing to take Um, unless of course i see someone's phone during the show and i see that then it shut down because the opposite happened in the, <laughs> yes, if that is what happens no, this will happen like, on the podcast <laughs>
1: yeah. and then I have to bring my rants back in. I have to reel myself back in. It's terrible.
3: <laughs> exactly. Because the virtual world, that is where I became uh, more cautious. That is where I became very calculated in terms of jokes. I would post or things I would do because I wouldn't want to offend people. And there's no context in social media. There's no, middle ground it's if you say one thing you're apparently all on that side or if you say the other thing you're all on the other side like there's very little room for subtlety in in the social media world like um let's just take a topic that's current trending right now is uh the naomi osaka story where she's saying that she doesn't want to talk to the media anymore and it gives her anxiety and uh she and then she withdraws from the French Open because they were fining her every time she refused to talk to the media after her matches and this is one of if not the best tennis player in the world so if, if you you can only imagine if uh if LeBron James or Steph Curry was like no I'm not talking to the media after the game so right now there's no there's no like middle ground if you try to post an opinion online you're 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 either shut up and play the game you're you're making a bunch of money screw your mental health i don't care or you're she should never have to do anything that she ever doesn't want to do or doesn't feel comfortable doing ever and there's like there's no room for you to just be like hey obviously i care about the person's mental health i don't want you to be burnt out and I can understand uh, having a weird reporter just say a, a very insulting thing to you right after your match is probably really taxing on your mental health and I don't wanna discount that. But also this press is what drives your business and what drives your industry and enhances your brand and builds up women's tennis. And if they stop paying attention to you then that's gonna lower the eyes on women's tennis and not and not just your bottom line but it's gonna hurt the bottom line of others. You can't have that opinion it's it's either one side or the other so that's what happened during during 2020 is the live shows became oh let's dig in let's have some fun let's go nuts and then my online stuff was like all right i had a tuna sandwich today sweet send like just like the (laughs) most trying to be the most non-confrontational non-non-offensive and because even when like when you talked about it, guy like the social justice stuff was happening and getting ground, some people really dug in and that's what they decided to do. I kind of went to the back and said, you guys do this you you guys handle this I'm gonna I'm gonna hang back uh, because I didn't want to just be that person that just had my random tweet trend and I didn't think that anyone was really sitting around going, what does Brad Williams have to think about all of this? It's like, no, I, I, no, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not the guy. I'd rather sit back, listen to all listen to all the sides, listen to all the opinions, listen to all the stories and be like, oh, didn't know that was going on. I'm gonna take that into consideration. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of how 2020 went in that regard.
1: Yeah, it definitely it definitely, it sometimes makes me feel like old man shaking his fist, but like doing anything like non genuine online like if it's for it's for satire if it's for comedy if it's for performance or anything like that it just doesn't read i think the same way uh as as it did traditionally and then like you said the fact that anything can be clipped and sent back to you without any context it just it makes you feel like shit because like you know i use comedy as a diffusal method in a lot of cases like the things that i'll say are yeah. the things that i'll make jokes about are my ways of either grieving with the subject matter or or diffusing it maybe is a is, a, a, is the wrong word but like it's my way of wrapping my head around it and going like, this is the world I have to live in. And so like, that's kind of that, that's how I do it. And sometimes I'll put it out there and people will just not, that's not how they deal with things. I mean, just talking about, su- I, man. I I'm sorry because I know right before we started, I was like, it's a casual podcast. We talk about whatever, and now we're we're deep into this. And I'm going to mention, and, and, and now I I'm going to mention, I'm going to mention the White House insurrection. But like when that was transpiring, <laughs> like it. I mean, yes, it's serious and it's a shit show, and it was kind of scary. I mean, really scary, actually. But as it was transpiring, my brain immediately goes look at these idiots and all the idiots involved how can I cope with this by making myself laugh about it right because if I don't laugh I'm gonna cry and so and so I like like I there are things that I thought of saying and things that I did say at the time and some people the reaction mostly was people going like haha this makes me feel better thanks for this and but then there are a lot of people that were like I cannot believe you would say this and it's like you if you need to react <laughs> a different way, like I totally get it, but this this like helps me. Yeah, and it, it is weird. Uh, it, it's tough, and I think when you're doing stand up or when you're doing something like that, the people came there. They came to see you. They came to see your perspective. And when you do something on the internet, social media, YouTube, or whatever you're putting it out there for anyone, you know? It, it makes me think like it's someone walking up to Ric Flair in the street and going, I can't believe what you said <laughs> to Bret Hart or whatever. You know, and it's like, <laughs> like it, in a weird way, it feels like so aligned, you know?
3: Yeah, no, it, 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 it's very true. And uh, yeah, like I can't imagine because uh, uh, wrestling fans are obviously a little smarter now in terms of uh, they, they know what's going on. But yeah, back in the day, freaking pe- people thought that Ric Flair actually like hated Ricky Steamboat, <laughs> like and they were and they were like really mad at each other, and 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 the things that he would say. I mean, uh, I I'm I'm digging watching all the old uh, Dark Side of the Rings and the A and E biographies, and like just the stories, like that Roddy Piper was saying, like he's been stabbed like four times. Like stab! like not, mm-hmm. not a, not a play, not a playful heckle. Like ah, you suck, Roddy. Like like, stabbed. Like that, that, yeah. that, that's that's insane. Like that's, yeah. that, that someone would see something that a wrestler would do in the ring and and, and, and be like, oh wow. Like I mean, and then you hear the stories of, um, I think it was WrestleMania seven that it was uh Sergeant Slaughter versus Hogan. And, like, it was supposed to initially be at the Rose Bowl, and then they had to move it to an indoor arena because they were worried that a sniper was going to take out Sergeant Slaughter. (laughs) Like, you're you're like –
0: I'm going to say. Go I don't know if I buy that. I have heard the story. But
1: it was Vince. Vince said it. Vince told me. Yeah, I'm like,
0: I'm like, wait a minute. I was watching wrestling at that time, and you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I take nothing away from the business. I love the business so so much, but it was like it was a joke amongst you know like common folks. Like, um, you know, it was one of those. It was still in the time where you kind of had to like yeah I'm a wrestling fan you know like under your breath the end yeah and yeah yeah so it's hard for me to believe that someone would be so die hard that they would get a gun <laughs> and like and find their way up to the top of the rose bowl it's like <laughs> oh yeah I'm a hulkamaniac I'm getting this guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's got this one I, like, I
3: said Pew! yeah like, I said the yeah. prayers uh, yeah, he's got vitamin cereal and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and now he puts his I'm headphones on.
0: I am a real American. Five <laughs> for the rights. <laughs> yeah, ah, that that might have been a tall
1: tale. By the way, I
0: hope so, but
1: yeah. I was just getting Sky um, that clip time, of you going, "I am a real American," and then cocking a gun is now going to be one of those things that's <laughs> sent back at you as a oh,
0: no, no context yeah. clip in 10 for years. sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. He, he, this is how Scorpio Sky wants to break down the forbidden door with a rifle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. The- <laughs> but like to, to to your point about taking comedians' tweets and things out, out, out of context, uh, I'm amazed that people will be like, I can't believe the comedian made a joke about such things. You you want to stop and go? Really? Like you 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 can't believe the person whose job it is to make jokes about the thing made joke about the thing? Like I I don't I don't understand that at all. Like I can't believe. The dry cleaner pressed my shirts. That's what they do.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. In 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 defense,
1: in defense of some of those perspectives, there are a lot of of assholes out there, and I would say I'm on the I'm on the edge. Um, uh, that that will say something shitty, and then after the fact, go, "Hey, man, I'm a comedian," and it's like, mm, "Are you though?" Like, are you and 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 I think for for you and you know people in your industry and people that follow comedy, they're like, it is very easy to discern who's a comedian and who is not, and is just saying something shitty and trying to fall back on that as an excuse. For a lot of people that aren't, yeah. they can look at it and they'll be like, I can't believe he said that. Get my Bible, get my vitamins, get my my breakfast, and I'm going up to the
0: top of the <laughs> rose bowl or
3: whatever, you know, like go to the rose bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, I think I I think there's two sides to that Uh, on, uh, you know, as public figures, we are on a platform. Right. So there is a a responsibility uh, to be responsible uh, about things we say. The other side of the coin is um, from a fan's perspective. A lot of people think that they, they I don't know if they give us too much power or one of the things that it feels like because we are public figures and that we are on this pedestal that we're there to be knocked, you know? And so it's like, we can't mm-hmm. say, there are a lot of things we can't say, but people can say whatever they want about or to us. And so, um, and, and I do think, yeah, we are out there to be criticized. We are out there, you know, by putting ourselves out there, we, you know, we accept that responsibility. We take the bad with the good, but there are so many people that can say, I'm sure you guys have been the victim of this, mostly online they say some horrible, horrible things about us. And, you know, they forget we are human beings, you know what I mean? Like, and they don't we even have feelings sometimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I love it when they do oh, tag Like when they tag you and yeah, they're talking yeah. about you and they at you, it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, man, like, that at Scorpios guy is such a piece of shit, man. I don't even really, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just like, you know, you're I, like, I can like, read this. this.
1: A got <laughs> yeah. to, There's a, how long is this thread go? And they only tagged you in like in tweet 99. You're like, what yeah. then you're reading it. Like I like, and scroll it through. Oh my
3: I'm like, God. I'm like, if you're going to bury me, at least don't at me. <laughs> like,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: yeah. Like, yeah. Like,
3: geez. I mean, let you and your, let you and your two bot followers, like have, have your time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, 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 and you we're we're seeing it with like what just happened in the NBA, where you had uh, popcorn at Russell Westbrook, someone spit on Trey Young, someone threw a bottle at Kyrie Irving. It's like you want right. to stop and go. Yeah, yeah. Pro athletes, sure, entertainers, but at the same time, human being. You know, like mm-hmm. we got we got we we got families, and uh, it. it it's gotta be a trip for wrestlers because you guys, like your job is to make people sometimes when you're the heel, you you know, your job is to make people hate you, but then there's that like, okay, you have to make them hate you in terms of cartoon hate, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like, oh, you threw Darby Allen in, in into the fourth row like you tried to kill a man like why are you trying mm-hmm. to beat up sting He's just a boy like, there's that yeah <laughs> like there's that and then there's the person that takes it too far and, and go and says like oh i've gone into your family history let me bring up and you're like jeez calm the fuck down like, <laughs> we're, 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 what people have to realize is we're just trying to entertain you that that is mm-hmm. our goal our goal yeah. is to entertain you our our, our goal is to make you laugh make you have a reaction uh to a match uh you escape uh watching a sporting event doing doing anything like that our 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 job is to entertain you and that's what we're trying to do so always try to remember that when you're thinking about an artist in terms of what they're doing in terms of well they need to know that they suck uh it's like yeah we're 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 just trying to entertain. We're trying to, we're, we're, we're trying to make you have a good time.
0: Well, speaking of entertain, where can we, now that you are back on the road, my friend, where can we see you? You have a tour, like
3: tour date set up? Yeah. Uh, I'm touring pretty much the rest of the year. Like, uh, I don't even know. I think I have two weeks off. Uh, so, uh, yeah, go to Williams com. Uh, and my complete list of tour dates are there. Uh, follow me on the social medias on Twitter at funnybrad, uh, Instagram at bradwilliamscomic, and uh, you can find out uh, where I'm gonna be. You can see me post photos of my giant dog. And I mean, I say giant, but eh, it's all it's all in perspective. Uh, Chihuahua? I, I, I doubt. Yeah, I doubt. Like, I, I doubt Lance Archer thinks my dog is that big. But uh, yeah, you, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you can see me post photos of my dog and, uh, and where I'm going around, going, going around the country and, le- and let's get back out there. Let, let, let's go see live entertainment. Let's go see live comedy. Let's uh go. Let's stop uh, go, uh, hanging out behind our, behind our keyboards and trying to find entertainers that said one thing wrong, one thing, one, one time in their life and let's ruin their lives for it. Let, let's just go out and enjoy the arts that are that are out there whether, whether it be stand-up comedy whether it be pro wrestling i know aw is going back on the road and i can say you i i'd I say right now sky i hope you guys felt the same things that the fans were feeling uh in the audience for double or nothing that environment just felt awesome it felt so great and i and i, I hope you guys as performers got a Uh, got a rise out of that as well we definitely did man
0: it was special having that audience back and i loved it so much and i'm looking forward to doing it every single week like we used to um man i gotta thank you so much for coming on the show this was so much fun like i feel like we could talk for hours you know this has been yeah well
3: yeah well i mean it's funny because like you said we were like oh it's gonna be light it's gonna be hanging and then we got into like social (laughs) To some like <laughs> some heavy economic, yeah. like, some he- some he- some heavy shit. So I I gotta come back where where we where we just talk about like top uh uh top five low blows in wrestling history. Oh okay no okay Sk- wait 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 thank you Brad. before we thank go you, yes. Brad. thank <laughs> <Yes>. you Brad <laughs> okay
0: thank you okay I need to get your opinion on this. I said this before we had you on. I was like I gotta ask him what he thinks. Are you a fight fan? You okay. watch like UFC or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have an idea for like this would probably have to be a different company than the UFC. Uh, combat sports and MMA rule. And I want you to t- honestly tell me what you think. I think okay. you should be allowed one defensive low blow per fight. And and let me just let me just set the scene here, right? Ooh. You're in a fight, you get clipped, you're okay. on the verge of getting knocked out. Your opponent swarms in yeah. to try to knock try to finish you off, you get to kick him in the balls one time, and then the fight stops. You get, you get a everybody gets a five-minute break, and then that's it. You cannot use it as an offensive move. Like you can't clip a guy and then run in and kick him in the balls and then try to finish. It. No. It has to be a defensive move where you are on the verge of getting knocked out or you're in some serious trouble and you can hit the guy in the nuts and you get a five-minute break. What do you think of this rule? Does it work?
3: uh if i if i was a fighter i would say oh hell no uh as a as a fan i go absolutely uh that would be awesome just just for the memes like just for the memes just for the mm-hmm. clips i mean yeah. i'm i'm thir- i'm 37 some of my friends are some of the literally some of the funniest people in the world and i still laugh at a good nut shot like there's just something about it like, that will. Just
0: imagine,
3: it. imagine what? Imagine a fighter.
0: He catches a guy, right? He clips him with a good shot, and then the guy starts retreating, and then he starts trying to like swarm in, but he's like,
1: yeah, he's got to protect himself. He's like
0: covering his. He's like covering I, his nuts. He's
1: like <laughs> I just like imagining yeah. how it would change people's fight styles, because like your instincts. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're gonna do, we're gonna do fallback nut shot training. Like, like, fallback. Yeah. Like roll, roll your eyes, and then throw a foot up because we're trying to aim for the approc- yeah, exactly. We're trying to aim for approximately for the nuts <laughs> like, here.
3: Yeah, yeah. And, and, I love like, it. you, you would just see nonstop clips of like um, when Anthony Davis the other night kicked Jay Crowder in the balls, like just yeah. the, just the jump shot, and then like <laughs> almost like a spring action GI Joe just boom. <laughs> it's just like and that was it was. Like, those would be so awesome. I fully support this idea. I- I'm glad that's where you were going with it. I thought you were, you were going to be like, all right, Brad, this might be offensive, but Dwarf MMA, <laughs> what are your thoughts? Like, which, no. which I have been... by the way, I'm really into that too. It- 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 <laughs> if we want to throw me and uh, Swoggle in the ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese and let us go, okay, let's let's go. My money let- let's my money's on you. Yeah,
0: my money's on yeah. you. You seem faster, more agile. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think you'd take the fight to him and finish him in under two rounds. My prediction. Or you'd hit him and
3: he'd hit you in the nuts. Who knows? Yeah, you gotta be careful. Yeah. Nice the UFC. I can, I can already see the promos. Do you have the balls? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. Talk, talk, talk to Tony Khan. Talk we'll to talk Tony to, Khan. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He, he he's got three <laughs> things. He's, he's got the Jaguars, he's got like Fulham <laughs> or something like that, he's got AEW. But have a hey man, nutshot UFC. Do, do Come you on. Have yeah. the Let's ball. go. Yeah. <laughs> Thank do you so much for ball, coming buddy, on, Brad. Con. We're gonna we're gonna Thank talk you, to man.
1: Tony about that. He doesn't return my calls anymore, but we'll talk to Tony about it. <laughs> and but honestly though, we'd love to have you back on this show like i we know you're a busy guy but like if you if you got the time we'd love to have you back on
3: hey absolutely every week on fridays and saturdays i'm sitting in a hotel room in some city and sometimes i want to go out and experience city sometimes i want to sit back and hear about nutshot ufc so uh (laughs) anytime anytime you want me back i am i am 100 game awesome thank you so much thank you man thanks guys This episode
1: of Wrestling With The Week is brought to you by Honey, and these days it feels like online shopping is the only shopping we really do. That's where today's sponsor, Honey, comes into play. It is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them when you're checking out. Honey is basically your online shopping best friend. Here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer for free, Two easy clicks. Then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up and all you have to do is click apply coupons. You just wait a few seconds. Honey scours the internet for coupons for that site. And if Honey finds one that works, it'll apply the best one to your cart. Honey has found its over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings, and supports all kinds of retailers from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands, even food delivery. It's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free and works with whatever browser you use. You can get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com week. That's joinhoney.com W-E-E-K so they know we sent you. Give it a try and see how much you'll save today. Thank you to Honey for supporting today's episode.
0: That was honestly one of my favorite interviews. He was so fun to talk to and like mm-hmm. where the conversation went was just so uh, refreshing and and like, you know, some of it was serious, but a lot of it was fun and, mm-hmm. and very, very interesting. So please, everyone go check that out. And we got to get him on the show again.
1: Love it. Yeah, we absolutely. Speaking of coming on the show again, Eric, I believe it's time for a brand new game. You cooked up a brand new game for us. Guys, <laughs> Is this I true? Been,
2: guys, I've been in the kitchen. I've been cooking. Okay, great. Look at that big old pot. Straight out your mama's kitchen. That's what's up. There it is. That's right. I'm the red velvet of this podcast. Guys, I have a new game just for you, (laughs) and we call it What It (laughs) E, (laughs) baby. And we nailed it. Fantastic. Nice job. Yeah, see, this guy isn't the only one who can do that. I can hold a note. Mm -hmm. I'm exhausted now. My lung capacity. Jesus. Uh, (laughs) Guys, guys, here's the thing. I'm mm-hmm. an eBay, I'm a thrifty little eBay man. I go on eBay and I'm searching and I'm scrimping and I'm saving and I'm I'm going yeah. around. There's all kinds of things that I wanna buy, unfortunately. Unfortunately, people have bought up all the stuff that I want before. So what I need you to yeah. do, I'm gonna show you an image. I'm gonna let you okay. know what this thing is. And you are gonna tell me, without going over, mm-hmm. how much people paid for these items. Are you guys okay. ready to play? What did eBay be? You tell me. Uh, I felt ready. Yeah, okay. I'm as ready as, I'll ever. as all ever. Almost ready right. as I'll ever be. Guys, this first image. This is a Dorito yeah. shaped like the Pope's hat. Okay. You so, tell me <laughs> this is what I've been trying to buy, and somebody came in and snatched it up. This is the same
1: Dorito, huh? It's got a yes. lot more yeah. seasoning on
2: one side than the other. On the on the one oh, side. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of Dorito seasoning. And yeah, then on yeah. the other side, I mean, that's the inside. Because a hat you kind of put on, you know what I mean? And you yeah. don't want to get the Dorito all over your Pope head. Mm-hmm. So you tell me, how much did people pay for this? I'm not giving you a range. I'm just, I want yeah, yeah. you to guess at it. You well, got it. So,
0: side with all the seasoning on it. Though. I agree. I what, 100%. Anyway,
1: sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I'll go I could go first on this one and then Sky goes first on the next one so that way it's Absolutely. fair. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, so my first reaction was you showed the image and I went that's a Dorito look like a Pope hat. So yeah. this isn't we're not messing around. This isn't like no, Jesus no, face showing up in a piece of wood and I'm like where? Mm-hmm. Like this is this is actually a a Pope's hat Dorito. So Correct. I think its accuracy I do think it deserves some credit for looking exactly like that. Right. I'm gonna say, for something like this, I'm gonna say seventy-five dollars. Seventy-five
2: dollars. <laughs> seventy-five dollars. Closest, closest mm-hmm. without going over seventy. And I don't think Sky. I did. Sky. Sky.
0: <laughs> I am going to be a little bit more on the conservative side, and I'm going to say twenty-five dollars.
2: Mm. Seventy-five dollars and it's twenty-five dollars. The Pope's guy. This is the Pope. This okay. is the Pope. One of the most beloved people but, but, but in all listen, the world. Uh, listen, uh-huh.
1: how are they
0: going to ship this? Like, it's, Is it broken <laughs> when it gets there? <laughs> what are you going to do ship, when you get it? How do you ship you a chip, put, one chip? You have yep. to put you some
1: some stuffing in the center to make sure right. that it doesn't collapse on itself and then stuffing around the side. Yep. I don't know. Clou- I cloud
2: really want to bubbles. know if it got there
0: safely. What, what, what's all the right.
1: answer?
2: Guys, mm-hmm. the price on the Dorito shaped like a Pope's hat is $1,209. $1, what? I knew, I knew 1, I was being, being
0: too low. People $209. Have, people have too much money. People they have do. too much money. I it's true. Hope, I hope this chip was shattered when it
1: got to that person. No! <laughs> oh, no.
0: My Popat
2: Dorito! Well, guys, that's the wow. first item. I've got two more lined okay. up for you. Now, but this yes. is a
1: calibration. This is Correct. a calibration. Correct. We've seen this first one. We're like, okay, that one was one thousand two dollars dollars or whatever. Okay.
2: okay. Now, are you ready for this next one? This next yes. image, you're not gonna know what it is just by looking at it. Ugh. Well, maybe yeah, you that's will. Gross. Uh, is that it it's is... Mr.
1: Perfect's gum. No. Mr. Perfect's chewing it.
2: You are close. This is <laughs> okay. Br- this is Britney Spears chewed gum from a concert. Oh, I believe at the O2 Arena. This is chewed gum from Britney Spears Mm -hmm. that sold on, I don't know what the E stands for in eBay. On eBay. So, how much? Electronic Bay. Electronic Bay. How much did somebody pay for Britney Spears' chewed bubble gum? Can I I ask a question real quick? Absolutely.
1: When do we have a sold date? Because, like, I feel like the going price for this today uh-huh. would be different than in say 1999
2: uh, well this is when she was touring so hey, okay uh this was okay. at a time when she was she I was am... selling out arenas and this okay. is from england so but these i i converted it to us dollars okay i am it.
0: going twenty thousand dollars
2: wow twenty thousand dollars james
1: because you could clone her that's good thinking is basically you can get a clone i think twenty thousand is a little high. Okay. I'm going to drop it down. I'm going to say I'm going to say 13,000.
2: $13,000. Oh, yeah. From James. Yeah. The actual retail price on Britney Spears chewed gum. Fourteen thousand dollars! Oh my God! James oh. is oh, on my a Lord. roll. James wow. is two and zero. Oh, so it's because I bought both of them, <laughs> <And so> I, <laughs> I have them both over there. You can't see it. I will say, <laughs> I will say that the money, the money was returned. Uh, this could not be sold because Britney Spears DNA was in it, and you cannot oh. sell something like that on eBay. Can you believe that? I didn't okay. know that until okay. I tried to buy this gum. So, interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, all right. All right. Okay. Guys, final image. Guys, yep. cards are hot right now. But mm-hmm. you tell me how much this sold for. The 1997-98 Ooh. Metal Universe Metal Universe PMG Green Michael Jordan card. This is a Michael Jordan trading card that is metal from 1997-98. That that's hot. That's hot Jordan times, baby. This is real me. hot. Yep. Now here's here's uh-huh. what I
1: don't know because I don't know trading cards. There may be a million of these. Uh huh. <laughs> there may right. be a million of these, and it <laughs> you just don't realize. Ten. That if this is like one ten of a kind, total mint. copies. It's been authenticated. Ten okay, total copies
2: of the Michael Jordan precious metal ten gems them. green card. And This looks All right, like James. It's, in it's good. It, you're condition. Up first. Yeah, you got it. All right. You tell me. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say $105,000. $105,000 is the guess from James. Sky, what do you think? I am going to
0: go $65,000.
2: $65,000. Well, uh, your frugal ways have done you in, Sky. The actual price for this is $350,100.
0: Holy cow. Over
2: $100,000 was reached on this bid in an hour. In one hour, it was over $100,000. Wow. Guys, that's all the stuff I'm looking to buy. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like uh mm-hmm. I can
0: put I can sell a Scorpio Sky card with a hundred thousand dollars in it <gasps> in the case <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it won't sell for that much more than hundred thousand dollars. It'd be like yeah, I'll give you one oh five I'll give you a hundred thousand and two dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah it comes with the
0: keys to a ferrari Oh, <laughs> man. the two dollars covers the shipping oh, <laughs> wow shit,
2: man well hey look guys that's how we play what it mm-hmm. e baby and uh that's all the stuff i've been looking to buy so hopefully we can get some Great more stuff. uh if you like that Great game stuff. let us know tweet at us etc but uh james wins congratulations you killed it, James. You killed it, James.
1: I, I just want to point out that even though I won, I wasn't remotely close on, like, the two. I mean, like, the difference. If we actually did, like, the difference in a like, Sky and I were barely, like, $5
2: apart on uh,
1: how far <laughs> Except, we were. $13, oh, right. I mean,
0: that $13,000 to $14,000, that was, like, spot on.
1: But anyway, That's because okay. that's the one I, that's the bid that I put in for the gum. And just, I knew, I, I knew I'd barely lost it, so.
0: I'm going to give you an opportunity to give a victory speech, or. Um, you know, talk about whatever you want. So you, it is that time of the show. I don't need to build it up. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get a clock mm-hmm. on the screen. Let's queue it up for uh, 15 seconds with James. Uh, James, tell us
1: what's going on. I'm going to wait for that clock. There it is. So as you know, I uh, started wrestling practice, but what I really want to talk about is episode nine of Cruel Summer. We saw some major revelations come from this freeform television show. Uh, Jeanette, did she see Kate? I don't know. And
0: that's all the time we have. Sorry, Jeanette and Kate. Hopefully you did see each other. We got to get to the finish, James. uh, This has been a great show. Uh, Mm -hmm. Before we do that, we just want to once again let everybody know, as we always do, Follow us on social media. That is Twitter and Instagram. W W T W P O D. That is uh, Wrestling with the Week Pod. And uh, if you want to follow us individually, I am at Scorpio Sky on Twitter and Instagram. James Willems on Twitter and Instagram as well. And uh, at that point, now we are going to bring Eric back. It
1: That's is like finished. Never time. left,
2: guys. They never left. Let's go to the finish here's the thing we talked guys we talked about him earlier i Mm told i had to get the picture das wunderkind alex wright Mm -hmm. posted a picture about six hours ago as of this recording uh showing that he is 295 pounds so for the finish in one word i want your reaction to alex wright former wcw uh cruiserweight champion and is i probably television champion uh So, there you go. All right, guys, here's the image. Sky, you give me your first thoughts, and then James, you go ahead.
0: Ooh, okay. Das
2: Uberkid is <laughs> the new name, he's huge. Uh, James, what do you think of uh, Alex Wright in this picture? All I see is muskel. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. And that's, wow, Jeez, oh, that, Absolutely he Jacked, looks like brock lesnar jack to the
1: gills look at him holy cow he looks like that
0: guy that what was it nathan jones yeah Nathan day. jones nathan, nathan jones likes
1: mm-hmm. cupcakes yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right guys that's the finish you take it home
1: Th- thanks everybody for watching we'll see you next week
3: stop from the bottom to the top gotta push through it all you the one you the one do it all you the one do it all